Sneaker Business Talk. It's the Soul Material Podcast. For our last uh, uh, segment, you know, we just want, you know, Sneaker Business Talk. We, we talked about the sneakers. We peel back some layers on the business. So let's get some just uh, some uh, general talk uh, uh, just to wrap it up. Just, you know, just okay. some, 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 in, some insider talk and, you know, okay. consumer talk. You know, we're all okay. above uh, uh, together on this call. So, yeah, you absolutely. know, let's just start with, because uh, you touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but like, you know, just our origin story of, of crossing paths. There's a little six degrees of separation, um, yeah. you know, because where you're currently at and then, uh, you know, friend of a friend, uh, uh, you yeah. know, uh, got introduced, and you know, we were the Gilbert Arenas. Um, it's kind of yeah. you know uh, some of the lineage and how we got together because we were doing some stuff with our page. So just tell us from your uh-huh. perspective a little bit, you know, uh, our our origin story because I think it was a fun one to to let our audience know. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I was saying, yeah, I was um, again. This is probably a few years ago now. Um, Dan and RJ. Uh, I got connected with them, but I was, again, I was trying to track down Gills, man, and uh, they started their podcast around that time, and then they had me on there. Actually, when I was still in Vietnam, this was like maybe a year or two of them into it, and then again, um, I know they, I believe they had you guys on the show, so then again, I was like, yo, tapped into you guys, and when I seen the podcast starting off, I gave a follow and checked in on, on, on a few episodes whenever I can to check you guys out, and so again, I just love hearing the story, and again, like, DC is definitely such like an underserved footwear like hub where like it's usually new york or la um even maybe a chicago where it's like yo dc is kind of the forefront of everything if you look back to georgetown to you know with new balance and other things that that, like all the trends that come out of there so again just having an admiration for for the city in general and what you guys do um culturally and stuff for the game it's kind of how i got introduced to to you guys in the podcast and so again just learning and picking up things again it's dope having these podcasts now because before you just kind of had to to guess what was happening in areas and you guys could kind of give you the backstory and what's happening and where it's at currently as well so it's always cool just to hear uh, from a ground level and ogs and the game who's been doing it for a long time and you know have those references and those moments um from you know the camping out days to the you know getting these pairs and driving across the city and stuff is really cool to hear so um i'm a fan for first and foremost and um it's an honor to even be talking to you guys so it's cool to cool to check that stuff out let's say it's definitely an honor and again that's why the internet is so great because you just never know how yeah. things connect. And again, the origins yeah. of DMV, that triangle is going to include Northern Virginia and, and Maryland. Yeah. Like we are so yeah. influential historically yeah. in the culture uh-huh. and, and people just don't understand. But um, I appreciate yeah. you uh, looking out for us and, and, and doing this interview, man. And getting into the mind of Xavier real quick. Give us some yeah. of the common goals in your estimation of preserving sneaker culture. Hmm. Common goals of preserving sneaker culture. That's an interesting one. Um, the culture changes and shifts. I think each generation has their own take on it. All right. But, um, I guess, um, again, for me, I, I kind of pride my stuff on somewhat being a historian for, for me personally. Um, again, like, um, like I kind of spoke to some of the product, like, man, it's such an honor, um, to be able to work on some of the stuff I get to work on and working with some of these athletes. It's like to really dive into like, not only like, okay, the design of this shoe, but like, what was the thinking behind it? It's always really cool for me in any way I could kind of bring some of those learnings or, or processes to any of the projects I work on, whether it's from a design or a color or a material perspective. Um, I love to do that because, um, 
it kind of continues that initial lineage uh, for whatever that, that came before it. Um, again, um, I'm, I'm, my time with Reebok again, same with Scott Hewitt, designer Iverson, um, going over to, you know, Adi, getting to talk to James Carnes and a guy that I really wish I would have got to talk to well, recently uh, passed away. Um, uh, the guy who designed, um, dang, I just forgot his name, designed the Air Jordan 1, Peter Moore, um, with Adi, he did the mountain logo and created EQT. I really wish I had time with him, but it's like, these are guys that pioneered the game and made these like large shifts. And it's always really good to know where you have been before to know where you can move going forward. And so, um, anytime you could get time with these guys, um, even at Nike, the Tinkers, the Avars and stuff that I haven't been able to connect with yet, like I would love to, um, again, just to get their perspective and hopefully some of that magic rubs off on me and, uh, being able to, you know, kind of tell their story and, uh, remix it in a new way if you can, but it's more than just design lines, it's like intent, like understanding where they were at in the time, what the limitations that they have, what would they do if they had the chance differently? And then how does that inspire, you know, what you can uh, do next? And then again, when you have the opportunity to do it for the first time, when you're working with a new athlete um, or someone that's, you know, embarking the new journey, hopefully I could be the person that embark that wisdom down to the next line that comes after me. So um, the, whatever I can do um, in, the, in that aspect is how I look at it. But um, um, culturally, man, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure quite yet because it kind of changes, but um uh, Again, that's kind yeah, of like as long as we, you know, hopefully we can keep embracing. Sometimes <laughs> we, we kind of look down because we look at our own experience and then you look back yeah. and it's like, well, if they're not doing it right. Uh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But are they? Um, um, you know, so it's always that balance uh, of, you know, of the perspective. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always, you know, uh, uh, interesting when we actually, you know, uh, have those co- type of conversations because, you know, if we ask you that question, like, you know, this winter, you might have a different answer uh, um, based on what's yeah. happening with the season or, right, or right. the kids or uh, what's trending right. or who's, who's picking up on things. So, right. you know, and this, you know, just speaking into the, the future, cause we've touched on multiple uh, aspects uh, of, you know, the, the digital side with tastemakers and influencers. Yeah. So, you know, we, I think we covered some of that, um, but you know, you kind of said it like, uh, um, and you've, you literally have the experience with the resto mod experience, you oh, know, yeah. like, you know, um, you know, and this is more of like your personal preference, right? Uh, um, new design or retro, or like retro OG, or, or and it's just like three. You know, new design, like brand new, retro, or like the retro plus, where you know, with some, uh, you know, enhanced technology. So, well, where where yeah. where do you live at? Um, you know, I know you could probably yeah. go all the way, but yeah. like, is there? one of those categories that you uh, personally prefer yeah. or you just like oh gee it has to be yeah. exactly the way that it was before nah. or you know you cool with the the mix with the extra performance because you're probably you're you know rocking them too so uh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, where, where, yeah. where are you on the scale of uh, retro vibes yeah that's that's <laughs> tough, man. yeah yeah man i will i will say like in order to for to forward push this industry to to new genre new design is always like number one but personally, if I had to pick, I'm definitely retro plus. Like, I like the idea of something having that like 99% same kind of exterior. But if you can make it a little bit better, um, whether that's for just normal wear or actually performance, like, can we do that? And again, in my past experience, I feel like I may have fell a little short with doing that. But uh, anytime we could do that, I would love to. Like, um, even working on the LeBron business now, like, that's like a dream of mine. Like, we could get LeBron over in Protro and figure that out for, you know, Zoom Jam, LeBron 2s, LeBron 6, whatever we're doing. Like, that's like a real dream of mine to be able to do that. But that's because, like, I grew up in that era. So um, I'm definitely biased towards it, but um, definitely new design, um, new innovation. 
um, and that definitely pushes the, the 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 boundaries forward and creates that new memory for that new you know 10 11 year old like i was back in the day to have that new memory and then hopefully 20 years from now they could take it and push it a little bit further so uh, bias a new design just for whatever but um my personal preference is definitely leaning towards the retro plus like can you make it a little bit better than it was then if you had they had the ability to do what you could do now what would they would have done um and again it, the aesthetics could be the same uh maybe slight tweaks i'm not 100 percent like um like even like some of the stuff i was showing with the iverson solution like a part of me didn't like that it was so much like the question but then a part of me was like, I preserved the lines of the question. So it was like a balance. Of, like, uh-huh. I couldn't really figure out like if it was like, you know, the, the best or not. But um, it, it was done before. So, again, it wasn't like a t- completely new silhouette. So I think I did a good job of finding that balance. But uh, definitely like, yeah, they, you got to move the future. You got to move the needle. So um, that's where yeah, all well, the icon- Now that you mentioned that with the solution, you know, it actually makes sense, um, uh, you know, now that we learned a little bit more uh, um, yeah. of the, the, the inspiration just because it was, you know, it does, it definitely does represent the, the silhouette yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in its uh, legacy, uh, if you will. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's not like, a uh, uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This stuff was just thrown together or chopped off. And then yeah. Called, yeah. Exactly. You know, you called it something fancy. Um, so, what I think that that's what we try to illustrate um, here at uh, with our podcast and make sure that we highlight those details and you know um, and just had that conversation to uh, appreciate the details. Um, you know, yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing and a lot of things you get overlooked it's just like those little nuggets it's just again it's this in other cultures and music because you know you guys had to listen to a song a couple times and pick Absolutely, up on that yeah. line or something that means yeah to, or you had to experience something for a, a lyric to mean something to you so it's the mm-hmm. same thing with these shoes uh um and in the story so um, absolutely so, so, you know, as we, you know, um, get through some of our uh, uh, general talk here and in, in, in on the on the tail end, we just wanted to do a, just a quick uh, rapid fire session. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, real, put you on the spot, uh, um, you know, and just come up with, you know, some elements of the shoe or whatever, or whether it's the, not necessarily just the product itself, but, you know, the shoe, the, the athlete, the, the brands, you work for multiple brands. So we're just going to pick a topic. Um, uh, we're just going to do about two or three topics, and then we'll do like Family Feud style where we just, you know, we'll just name uh, an element, and then whatever, like the first shoe or whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, uh, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just come with it, all right? So we're okay. just going to start. We'll start with technology, all right? Uh, with just sneaker technology. So I'm just going to uh, um, start off like Air Max. If I just said Air Max, what, what comes to your mind? Anything. Man, uh, walking on air, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Air Max got the bubbles. There's a big debate going on right now. We're getting the OG big bubbles. Yeah, the, the, the uh, big are they bubble, coming yeah. back? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What about, you know, let's go over to to, uh, to Reebok. Um, let's go DM. We talked about it so much. So, you know, what comes to your mind when we say DMX uh, <laughs> uh, technology, like that cushioning system? Man, uh, I'm like thinking of like, uh, like the performance properties. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like moving air, ambient air, but I don't know if that's a good answer. Uh, Iverson, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, either way, because, you know, the way that that, you know, we both, Kevin and I both have talked about, you know, the sensation of, you know, the DMX technology and just moving back and forth. We compared it to Zoom uh, um, yeah, um, sometimes in the responsiveness, especially in the, the forefoot, like the OG DMX yeah. that really, you know, you really got to feel that on the first uh, uh, um, answers uh, um, uh, as well. So, you know, and it, yeah. that's crazy just, uh, story you know, about that, though. Um, yeah. yeah. So, man, when we were. 
don't even know what year this was. Probably 2016. We were working on uh, what shoe were we bringing back? I can't even remember. It was a running shoe or something we were working on at the time, and we were trying to figure that out because we were getting caught out for having fake DMX, DMX, or it wasn't real. It wasn't the <laughs> same as it was, right? So what happened, I'm like, again, a historian, so I'm I'm always buying old shoes. Even if I can't wear them, I'll wear them when they blow out at work or whatever. It's like always a thing. So I'll start buying the old DMX shoes, and we end up separating it, and we found out it was another bag on top of the um, on top of the, the midsole that set right below the strobe board that was actually giving you your sensation. So the DMX 10 part is the same as it's always been, but you had a thing called a flow pack that sat on top of it. So they were saying during the development process of the technology, it worked, it performed well, but the consumer just didn't get that sensation uh, when they were putting the shoe on outside the box. So they, they double loaded it with another pack. But what would happen, it would leak air and stuff. So they discontinued it. And so when we start separate, separating shoes, we start finding these little clear bags that were like basically welded ambient air that they would just kind of glue on top of the, uh, the the midsole, and then it would sit underneath the strobel. But uh, innovation and our development team didn't want to reopen it because it was costly, and also they were like it would leak air. And so then it became on trying to figure out ways we could get that sensation um, by top loading the DMX part, but it just didn't give you that that same OG sensation. So. Um, I know like on answer one, it's now top loaded instead of bottom loaded. So you should get a better sensation on the previous round of retros, but you don't have the 10 part on the actual tooling anymore, which is like a huge miss too. So I don't know if that was a win or a loss, but uh, I was trying to solve for that because that's what actually happened. But if you do get a pair of the DMX Daytonas, um, that was kind of pre the DMX kind of era that was messing up and they, they developed a bag that sits on top of the struggle, but it actually feels phenomenal. That and like all the Pierre Moss stuff is like, pretty legit because that's like the best bag that we had to offer that gives you that like og feel if you if you're looking for that wow all right we had, had no idea you're about to unlock that story for us yeah that is crazy, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um i think we yeah that's definitely something uh, um that you know people needed to know um so we're glad we we're able to uh, uh yeah. peel back uh, that layer so i yeah. got one more for you uh, yeah. um before we just uh, get into uh the last uh, uh question so uh, mm -hmm. um and since you unlocked that with dmx the other one <laughs> i was gonna bring up was the hexalite um, uh, uh, yeah. for, for uh, especially on the questions because there was always that question mark of the you know the, what what it visibly looked like versus yeah. how it performed because yeah. it was just like it just looked like decoration but it was just like what where was it and what did it do because <laughs> i was yeah. extremely, extremely comfortable uh, yeah. um you know but it was just you know was that we've talked about like converse react juice in the past yeah, so like, yeah, was this <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. or you know like there had to be something technical behind the scenes that maybe yeah. the consumer didn't understand so you guys yeah <laughs> anything so, about the hexalite too yeah uh -huh. yeah so this is me tapping in with the ogs again the scott hewis the e scott morris's like trying to figure that out so um basically hexalite is a functioning technology is inspired but like uh the bees honeycomb i yeah, guess honeycomb. it uh kind of you know um expands kind of the force out um evenly amongst impact so it's literally more is used as a, like a drop in and like usually heel or forefoot and again as they developed that technology in the early 90s as designers was continuing to design and evolve into the mid to late 90s they were just trying to find out new ways to you know give that expression of hexalite so the question the lateral hexalite never did anything so in the original pairs probably up to 2005 it, or probably a little later, probably 2010, it was legit, but it did nothing. It's just windows to kind of give you a visual technology call out, but it was actual hexalite. Now moving forward, I believe the vendor or supplier who initially made that either changed or something ended up happening where we had to end up 
kind of um, faking the windows of Hexalite. Some of our product actually still had actual Hexalite, but the question does have like these TPU pieces that aren't the original kind of softer, pliable kind of filaments that you would get from the original stuff. But um, yeah, it never really had a performance benefit laterally. But um, as you know, on the bottom of the shoe, it kind of has that call out where you do get a little bit of a crash pad on that and Kamikaze and uh, some of the Shaq stuff as well, Shaq Gnosis, but um, laterally it did not provide any performance benefit which just like a design element to you know get retailers happy you know you got a, a, a lateral uh tech call out now instead of just something you got to have on the bottom of the shoe it shows up better laterally on the shelf read and so that kind of inspired design to kind of start taking those liveries to kind of evolve that look over the years so yeah i think that that's what we you know just that like the visible air you know just something that for the consumer a line of sight to say yeah. oh that's a thing oh that's that's technology, uh, yeah, you know, for exactly. just from the, from like you said, from the point of sale eye on the wall. Uh, um, so no, appreciate you because uh, again, this is what we strive over here uh, um, <laughs> is to peel back the layers and then just understanding. Uh, um, this is what we say: clarity over popularity uh-huh. all the time. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. this is really definitely some some clarity. Yeah. Go ahead, really Go ahead, quick, Xavier. I got a rapid fire for you, and I got to do this topic. Okay. Just three. Three categories, not just one. Okay. It's strictly personal. I want you to get in trouble. Category, okay. LeBron James releases. Here are my three. Greatest all-time design. Uh, like the actual shoe or like colorway? Yes. shoe. The shoe. Uh, Air Zoom Generation 1 is by far my favorite. Um, I'll probably go two at number two. And then when JP, uh, my, my dog Jason, came in with the six, that's probably like number three for me. Nice. Underappreciated, LeBron LeBron. Man, it's a lot, man. I again, I guess I'm a little biased because I'm there now, but definitely the twenty. Like, I mean, it's getting the love, but like the way that they kind of changed the trajectory of that of the brand and the aesthetic of what they were going for um, to being where it's at now. Even though it's a simple design, I know a lot of people say it's a a Kobe issue. But to see where, you know, Jason and uh, Whitney Eddy, who, again, I got to give her a shout out. She's our product manager. Great, great woman. Uh, phenomenal at what she does. Um, again, being a woman of color in product marketing for an iconic line like LeBron is like unheard of. So got to give her a shout out. But she was the one that really kind of helped steer that ship to where we got to and where this new journey is kind of going for the 20 on for. And so um, definitely I would say that's unappreciated, but that's because I'm there seeing it. Um, and then just from a personal perspective, like I liked a lot of the... Um, Kind of like soldiers and kind of team LeBron stuff. A lot of that I get slept on. I forget the name of the shoes. Like the twenty five and five. Twenty five and five. Oh, that's my incredible. Oh man, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I want those back for sure. Um, that's one that I feel is really unappreciated as well. Um, but he, he's got a lot of gems in there, man. But um, yeah, definitely say one, two, six are my top three. Um, underappreciated. I go at twenty and twenty five and five. I did another one. What I do it. Maybe I'll go LeBron 9. I'll kind of like gotcha. the 9 a little bit. And my but, last uh, category, personal, mm-hmm. the match performance-wise, whether he performed in it, your performance-wise in the court, so forth. Most memorable. Colorway uh, like and a, or design. Uh, South Beach, for sure. The South Beach, uh, LeBron 8, for sure. It's like the most, like, probably iconic 
Um, and, and then just the, like the first game at Air Zoom Generation One, like that shoe is kind of crazy. Like, I mean, performance wise too. Um, I think even now, like people put that shoe on, be like it's super comfortable. And even back then, like that was one of the shoes I got for Christmas in like fifth or sixth grade. I forget when, and I was like, yo, like I, I need the LeBron. So I was one of like the kids who are now into Lamelo's uh, for Bron. So it's kind of <laughs> surreal. Twenty years later, to now be able to work on some of that stuff is like super surreal at times. But uh. Yeah, those are probably the two I think of. Uh, like the Canon 9 was dope, too, or Big Bang, stuff like that was pretty cool, too. Like being in college, being able to get some of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably three, the, my, my top three for that. Yeah, Appreciate it. Nice, yeah. Bron. Yeah, you know, we did one of our most popular episodes for the last season was a Family Business Consortium, and we just talked about the LeBron line and also uh, uh, Steph Curry as, as well and how they're already setting themselves up for the, you know, post uh, uh playing career uh and you know mm-hmm. even with the lebron line with the next uh 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 moniker to to talk about yeah. this is built for the next generation and then yeah. both athletes had their kids were part of the the rollout uh, yeah. and it really just you know passing the torch to the to the next generation so love to see those storylines get passed along uh, uh generationally uh, uh as well because i can only imagine you know, especially LeBron and, uh, um, you know, Bronny and Bryce just being able to have a little bit more input um, uh, uh, as well on what they like or, you know, or like, what are the kids like? You know, like, I guess that's a yeah. old person question now. Like, hey, what are, what are the kids like now? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so get to, good to see that uh, um, uh, coming together for the future. So uh, appreciate yeah. you insight uh uh in foresight uh, uh as well so um just yeah. uh, minding our time just uh just wanted to just have one more session um uh, just get your eye uh, on on the design that we had uh, um so i mean you know so kevin and i um uh, last year you know we you know always loved having um you know special projects and um we look forward to collaborating with other brands in the future so we you know we did a exercise where we created a, uh using nike id to create our own uh soul material uh okay. podcast too so i just wanted to show it off again real quick we have a full okay. episode on ig right here but this represents oh, our uh, our brand and our logo uh-huh. so just wanted to go over some of the details with you and see okay. if you, you know had any thoughts um you know on uh on the soul material air yeah. force one right oh, yeah, here you clean. know We've yeah. got some uh, Rasheed Wallace-inspired uh, <laughs> vibes yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, we also yeah. have the, um, you know, we have a clean white uh, uh, upper, you know what I mean? But we mm. went with the gum sole, you know, yeah. that white on the gum yeah. sole, you know, and especially, yeah. like, it's just something extra special about the gum yeah. sole, um, you know, and you see a lot of that in, in, in D.C. as well, especially yeah. maybe an all-black Air Force One with a gum sole. Yeah. Um, you know, that might be, you know, semi-formal uh, yeah. as well uh, but one thing about us um, um, at Soul Material is again we we appreciate the details so we actually have uh, white patent on the panels uh-huh. but one of our signature moves is to have two colors I mean two of the same color but different materials stacked uh, on each other alright okay. so we put the tumbled leather on the toe box because you gotcha. know if you actually wore those patent leather it's air force back in the yeah. day it's crease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we got the uh, the tumbled leather on uh-huh. top of so the white leather on top of the uh-huh. uh, the, the the patent body um the check is also 3m and the blue patent underneath and then yeah. look here we go we got some mesh uh layers uh-huh. on the tongue um oh, and then man, also our other moniker we got Oops, can you see it? The podcast, uh-huh. the cheer yeah, for yeah. 
at that. Uh, the podcast to cheer for for our moniker. Uh, uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Uh, on there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, just give us a, you know, a quick uh, feedback or whatever. Like, you know, is this something uh, that, yeah, 100%. Uh, that you can see? Or do we get, do we get Xavier's yeah. approval? Nah, uh, yeah, I definitely get the approval. A hundred percent. I don't have to make me make me appear uh, to, to you know commemorate and rep for the fellas. Y'all did a really good job. I wouldn't even have thought those are Nike ID. How like y'all were able to do so many different things, the materials as well as the you know the custom uh, woven labels on the tongue. So nice. phenomenal yeah, we to wanted me. to do a bespoke as much as possible uh, <laughs> yeah. and have the experience and like experiment. If, you know, there was just a exercise for us to go through it, just a creative yeah. process. It's kind of yeah. our practice and visualization for the future and yeah, working with sure. uh, potential brands and just learning how to mm-hmm. collaborate, you know, yeah. learning how to, uh, you know, if Kevin and I both had like totally, you know, separate ideas, but then we found our common ground okay, uh, okay. and then start building on that. You know, um, you know what I mean? So I definitely wanted to you know, uh, show off our Air Force One knowing 100%. that that was an anniversary shoe, something that was special to you. Uh, uh, 100%, then, uh, for man. us being able to bring something to life too uh, um you know like we we want to continue to you know just display like who we are uh, um yeah. as um you know podcasters and curators mm-hmm. of this culture um because mm-hmm. we're not just people that just have opinions on the sideline you know we've been yeah, in the industry yeah, exactly. uh, um and like when we critique other collaborations that was another reason why we wanted to do this was like look how much thought we put into this that means that Absolutely. we appreciate the things that we create uh, we yeah. critique on the same uh, level. So absolutely. Um, we got to and, share and that I, with you. Definitely. And uh, add on absolutely. that, Xavier, I want your take on one thing that Tony and I experienced was color placement and how placing a color, even in the most minute places, could change the entire shoe. Yeah, I'm just elaborating on that because I didn't realize how significant that was. And now I'm more, I will say, I have more grace now when it comes to yeah. and colorways because I understand yeah. now the method behind the madness. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Color provokes emotion, man. You you bring the life into the shoe for sure. And uh, it's wild. Like, man, you usually do an exercise. You may do 20 versions of it before you get to the point where you feel it's the most palatable. And, you know, you guys probably went through it yourself. <laughs> where you're like, okay, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe this is what's best for the consumer. So, yeah, man. And sometimes you hit or sometimes you miss. Um, definitely uh, staring at the computer all day, you could kind of go down your uh, rabbit hole. I know that happens to be sometimes where you need to step away and then come back to it. And then sometimes you're working on so many different colorways at a time that it's kind of like juggling a lot. Um, but yeah, man, um, it definitely plays a key role. Um, and definitely, I would say materials is right there too. Like having that, you know, that white patent with a tumble patent looks good. But if that was like a blue patent, maybe it looks a little bit jarring. Like it's really trying to find that balance of what works cohesively from materials and a color perspective. And overall, a great design too. Like the Air Force One is probably the most iconic design shoe of all time uh, up there with like a Jordan 1 or Jordan 3 or something like that. But like, man, it all works in tandem. But uh, yeah, color definitely plays a, a key role. And again, it allows you to story tell. It would have just been an Air Force One without you bringing those elements in there. So what I was kind of telling about earlier, like we really dive into narrative and how this is going to really resonate with the consumer or whoever we're making it for. So your narrative and your storytelling has to really, really be on point when it comes to color. So, yeah, that's kind of what I what I do in my day to day here at Nike. So, cool. Yeah, I cool. think that's a good place to 
put a, a bow on top of this, uh, um, you know, and, 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 you know, for our audience, you heard it. We got the cosign. We know what we're doing. Um, um, you know, and, and, and again, Xavier, um, you know, we appreciate your time out of your busy schedule um, um, and being able to connect with us uh, um, and, and build so that we could just provide some um, really good content uh, for our community. Um, uh, and we always want to educate um, as much as possible. Um, and then each one teach one. So we're just trying to do our part. Um, we're humbled um, that you we may have been in some of that lineage of people that, that you looked up to. But you know, we want to do our our part to continue um, to strengthen these relationships, make sure because we, we need uh, everybody we, to, to come together so that we can uh, uh, flourish uh, um, and, and, and keep uh, giving back to the next generation uh, um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, we can look back. It's just all about, and some of that is you pass on the nostalgia, you pass on these things, and we're also passing on our, our stories and our legacies and, 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 and you know, and, and for your families uh, uh, as well. So, again, just appreciate you uh, um, mm-hmm. for uh, stopping by. Um, and, Kicking nah, it man. with the soul material crew. Uh, um, nah. So we appreciate it. Any last words from you, uh, uh, Kevin, as well, uh, um, before we uh, sign off? Definitely, mm-hmm. Xavier. We talked about this prior, but I think it's really huge for us because um, my main motivation for doing what we do is if I was gone tomorrow, what legacy or what do I have? So I think about a library and going to references. And I think that this interview is a great oh, reference. Man. So you have to come in here and kind of listen because you yeah, get absolutely. some tidbits, you get some yeah. behind the scenes, visually. And you heard some things you never heard before and you get some stories that you wouldn't have got nowhere else outside of hearing it from you because of your experience, what you have done. So, again, um, this definitely goes into that archive. And this is definitely something that for years to come, um, this would be something that can be educational for people all the way around because the foundation is there. Thank you for your time and thank you for supporting us. And we definitely supporting you. And again, yeah. pushing that needle forward the right way. And um, again, it's about sneaker business talk here, but again, clarity over popularity. This was clarity beyond yeah. comprehension. And thank you for your time, man. This has been awesome. Nah, man, it's having you guys. I'm honored to be the first guest, man. I did not know I was the first guest, so that's super dope. But again, like I said, I'm a fan of you guys first and foremost. And, uh, man, I'm just along this journey, too. So, uh, man, any any wisdom or anything that I got um, that I could share that may just be a day-to-day for me that I might even realize that it's, uh, you know, impacting someone. And like you said, like, you could go back and look on this and learn something. Like, I wouldn't even think of it like that. Like, still feel like that kid from Flint. So, it's uh very shocking to me to even hear you guys say that. So I'm grateful for y'all more than y'all know. And if uh, this can help anybody in, you know, 20 years from now, we may look back on this too and see how the game evolved from there too. It's definitely a timestamp in, in culture and where we're at currently. But uh, honored and blessed for you guys as well. And uh, thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate well, you. Stay, stay humble and hungry. And, um, you know, we're, we're all on this journey. Um, and uh, we'll see you at the top. That's where we're all on the way. Absolutely. So uh, appreciate you. Um, and, um, We'll, we'll sign off for a first uh, Soul Material interview. All right, the uh, interview right. series coming soon, uh, um, and um, you know, and our anniversary and all those good things. So this is great timing for us to connect. Um, so uh, to our audience, um, again, another sneaker business talk uh, uh, episode <laughs> um, um, with the you know Soul Material clarity over popularity. So till next time, we're out. We're out. Peace. All right.